Before any other Alias podcast did anything, our Alias podcast did everything. Welcome to Final Frontiers, the internet's first and only Alias podcast. I'm Matthew. I'm Mitchell Talavera. And today we're talking about episode two of Alias, So It Begins, written by J.J. Abrams and directed by Ken Olin, who went on to direct 22 more episodes of Alias. Really? So he is uh, very quietly one of the architects of the... uh, of the feel of Alias, if not necessarily the story, or I don't know, maybe he wrote a shitload of episodes also, but... They didn't say? I didn't, I didn't yeah. look, I don't well, want the spoilers. Yeah, maybe yeah. he dies in the season <laughs> two, and uh, I don't need that spoiler. I'm, okay. I'll find that out when, uh, when we watch the episode. Sounds good. All right. Uh, Wikipedia gives the plot summary of So It Begins as follows. Uh, Sydney returns to SD6 as a double agent and is assigned with Marcus Dixon to travel to Moscow to retrieve some stolen files. In the process, however, she inadvertently gives SD6 access to a nuclear weapon, which makes her travel to Cairo and face a deadly foe in order to fix things. Meanwhile, Will Tippin, a journalist and close friend, driven by pity and a secret devotion for her, begins to question the circumstances surrounding Danny's death. He discovers weird details about the night of the murder, one being that someone had tried to help him escape by booking him a flight to Singapore. Sydney, who still can't come to terms with her father's insincerity, reconciles with him to a certain extent when she discovers he was the one who bought plane tickets for Daniel and herself. All right. Very well summarized. Thank you. Well, thanks to uh, Wikipedia, the anonymous Wikipedia editor who, who cooked that up. Well okay. done. So uh, what your thought? Was this a cold open? Would you consider that? What we, the um, introduction that begins with like the stealing of Cher's wig from the Smithsonian. That seems to be what I like. Immediately, I'm just like, "Oh, she's wearing Cher's wig. She must have stole it from the Smithsonian." Why is it that she always looks older in flashbacks than she does in the the then present of the show? Because she's wearing her spy makeup. Well, it's like they don't know how to make Jennifer Garner look younger. Well, she has to. Like, they don't know how to. They think that the dummy audience is going to be like, "Wait, is she in school or is she in the spy land?" I don't get it. She should look different in either one. I can't be confused. But this is the second episode in a row where they they dollar up, and she looks like like a Dolly Parton impersonator. It's just like the most <laughs> like heavy, like disgusting, weird makeup. Are we still talking about the fir- the very first scene? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that was my first note. Was like, why can't they? Fine, you can't make her look younger because she is a young woman. But I don't know, give her uh, something, make her eyebrows bushier. Just like do something that uh, would maybe indicate fake acne scars. Oh, that might work. Yeah, like there's, they could do anything else. And instead, this is the second episode in a row. With a really cheap wig, too. Yeah. I think as she jumped in the elevator as she's escaping, I think I saw like the net. I saw like some type of... (laughs) Jostle, it was like, oh, wow, they, that shot got in there, and it's really obvious that she's wearing a really bad wig. Yeah. The introductory opening scene is one of the most efficient <laughs> ways to give yeah. you the j- Yeah, it is. Well, like, we could have not watched the pilot, and I'd be like, all right, I get it. We could have not watched the pilot, and I would like the show a lot better. Uh, I, would, I would agree. I would agree that um, if you somehow missed the pilot of the show, and you're like, oh, damn it, should I go back? Just just watch the beginning of this episode because <laughs> it summarizes it a lot better. It hits all the points. I was a, I thought I was a spy. I'm also in grad school. I found out my dad's a spy, but they they killed my fiance. So now I'm working for the CIA. It's all there in a night in a tight little not uh, one hour and something minute pilot episode. And this is going to be my advice to anybody who's thinking of watching the show or listening to this podcast. I'm going to say skip the pilot. Skip, oh. skip, 
the first episode of our show <laughs> where, where we're, we're feeling things out and dealing yeah. with technical difficulties, uh, as we still are, yeah. and yeah. Uh, jump right to it. Well, I like that, uh, that we, got, we had this uh, kind of like set up again of this is her out adventuring. We mm-hmm. saw that again in the pilot. Now she's down working for some type of French guy or... At, it's a set. It's a flashback to. She jumps in the back of a town car. Yeah, and some greasy, like ugly French guys are like, to kiss your head. Uh, you just like something gross because it's a uh, female in power. There has to be some gross man who's just looking to take advantage of that. I, I like that you offset your uh, racism against continental types with concerns about misogyny. I yeah. You broke even. I broke even, but also is she a bad? We're getting back to the. We're not going to hold any, any anything back. Because it's a it's a woman spy because that would be sexist, right? But is she a bad spy? This is like the second time we're seeing like gunshots come at her, like in the cold opening. I think it might. I think it sets the tone wrong for her as a spy because like, she's constantly just kind of like making it by the skin of her teeth. I think that her youth and inexperience is more of a factor than either of us realized. That she's Jennifer Garner's what twenty seven or twenty eight. She's supposed to be twenty. Well, she said in the voiceover that she had been in SD6 for seven years, yeah. which uh, I don't remember the pilot communicating. Uh, so let's say, I guess they got her in high school. Uh, she said, well, no, she's in grad school. So right, she right. Could, they could have. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how old is she in grad school? We don't know that. Let's say she's 24. Let's yeah. say that she's about to graduate from grad school. Uh, that would still make her 17 or 18 when she was recruited. That's true. Do, do we get any sense of, is there any throwaway exposition to, like, you've been in the field now for three years. I expect you to do this, or you're showing a lot of promise, but you're still sloppy for a four-year uh, wet work person. The only time that I really got a sense of anyone's uh, impressions of her competence was when she's debriefing with Vaughn, and he makes her draw the map of <laughs> SD6. Yeah. And she says, do I look like I'm in junior high? Are there braces on my teeth? Headgear, do you see a retainer? Uh, and even then, I'm like, it's not, uh, it's not misogyny. It's, uh, it's because you're a, you're a child, and it's the CIA. Yeah. And it's serious. And well, he's not that great at his job. He gets taken off the case immediately. The CIA is not. This is, well, like, yeah, we talked about how this is right before America was to learn that the CIA is not that great at their job in yeah. real life. Yeah, yeah like, like, like little things, like uh, even at the end of the episode, when diffusing... A nuclear weapon. She doesn't call the CIA. She calls SD6, which leads directly to them being in possession of a nuclear weapon. Right. Which is a bit of a boner. Yeah. Well, I mean, before you, before she knew that that that's who she was working for, has she gone back and thought like, oh fuck, what have I done? Has she had that like uh, bridge over the river cry moment where she's just like, I've been doing this thing for these people for so long, I forgot that I really wanted to be good at it. You know, she probably gave American secrets to some really bad people. Uh-huh. People ended up dead that she doesn't know about. Do you think she, like, dwells on that? Or is it all, oh, me, 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 my oh, fiancé's no. been killed? I think, like, in the back seat of the car <laughs> with her dad, I think that was, like, the recurring. It's like, no, they're the bad guys and we're the good guys. Yeah. It's like, no, we're the bad guys. What was the uh, the Mysterious 12? What was the name? Of? I already forgot. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, the, indom- I mean, the Indomitable 13. The Indomitable 13. Uh, and I think the only real sort of feeling of, I don't want to say regret or remorse, but just that, that sense of, well, most of the people I'm working with 
they don't know. They're weird Q guy who's either a dwarf that's normal sized or a giant that's short. I think he's normal sized with like dwarf hands. I've okay. come to that conclusion. Do, do they? I give think him... this this episode where I was like, ah, I see it. Do you think they gave him dwarf arms like the Swedish chef? Like there's, there's a dwarf <laughs> yes. behind him on a stool? I hope so. Um, the, uh, but it's not clear. Like, it's, I think the Q guy is probably innocent. Is uh, this Marcus? Marcus uh, doesn't know. I don't, I don't think, think Marcus so. knows. Yeah. I think the only guy who knows uh, that we've been introduced to so far is Sloane. Yeah. And her father. Right. Otherwise, that's the extent of who we know in the organization. That and the guy who operates the elevator... With a gun. With a gun. Just like shows it to delivery guys. Yeah. Playing, you're playing that card pretty early. But anyway. Yeah. So, she, yeah, she's in. Uh, I like that scene, like you said, where she's like, he's like, write down, show me a map of everyone in SD6. And like, you know, she writes like maybe like seven people. Mm-hmm. And like, then he like. It's my he, dad. Yeah, it's my dad. Me. Vaughn. <laughs> dwarf hands. <laughs> Marcus. A bunch of other people in an open office just. Talking about secrets in multiple languages. Just bits of the ceiling collapsing all around us. Ale- Exposed wiring, <laughs> lead paint. Elevator gunman. <laughs> she still doesn't know his name. Yeah, she probably would. Oh, that's awful. And then he pulls out his, like, look it. Here's, like, the actual thing. Yeah. Which, if this aired now, that would be on the alias Wikia. That would be totally mapped by midnight. It's like, oh, yeah, we have that mapped out for you. Yeah, and then people would be going back to... Like casting calls for the show, and they'd be like, "Oh well," because there's never enough to consume. Hence, no. this podcast. No, we're not going to die someday. No, no, we're going to live forever. So let's fill all of this time. Distract with yourself, people. No. Don't think about real life. Think about aliens. <laughs> so we had that scene. We had was that was immediately after she was recalling. I'm trying to make the continuity with the cold open. She was talking about that time she worked in Paris, and then he, she was talking to the CIA oh, guy. Right? Yeah, because like we have to go after. This guy. I'm right. telling you the guy. Right. But you don't want to go after the guy. You want to waste time because I'm a woman. Right. And I'm getting my blood. Yeah. Thank you for the sticker. Yeah. And then I think from there it cuts to her moving in to her new home, basically, right? Oh, right. She has to move out of the murder apartment. and uh, So was that their apartment? I forget. Yeah, that was their apartment. Okay. Yeah. There, were, there were photos of them everywhere. Okay. Um, now covered in blood. Yeah. And um, Ar- Arterial spray. And her friend. <laughs> thank you. And her friend uh, Francie. She's unpacking boxes, she says. Sydney, I have terrible news. I chipped this plate. And Sydney says, it's not a big deal. It was my mother's plate. Ah. But it's, it's obvious that her mother was killed. Or maybe Something she died happened. in a car accident. Yeah. Uh, but she seems weirdly unsentimental about her plates. She seems weirdly unsentimental about her family life. I guess that her, her dad has been like a secret to her all her life. Mm-hmm. And her mother having died, she probably doesn't feel anything... Familial towards anyone in her family. She certainly hates her dad. But yes. it, it could be that her mother died. And now it's not clear how young she was when her mother died. That's maybe why she doesn't seem to care that it's just some plates. They're just some plates. Maybe when you find a your... ceramic albatross. When you find your uh, fiancé dead, you're kind of like, eh, shit's just shit. Yeah. That, that's like, going to stick with me. It's You know, I thought, thought she's getting over this awfully, awfully fast. But then later she's shown... Uh, she slips on the engagement ring, takes a bubble bath. Oh yeah, Ooh. yeah. Right? I would probably avoid bathtubs from then on out. <laughs> yeah, get a get a, a home with a stall. Yeah, a stall. Yeah, that's what I would do. Efficient. And um, I noticed on her bookshelf is uh, the book Madcap by Donald Spotto, which is a biography of Preston Sturgis. Ah, which uh, there's been no indication of uh, of Sydney being a, a lover of screwball comedies of the. 
30s and 40s so far, but maybe that, that'll be a character trait that comes up. It, it could, or it just mm-hmm. could be a, a writer who's just like, hey, you know what, I like something, we need something in the background, or a prop guy. I, it's the prop guy. I know, it's, but it's yeah. still, it seems like... You're looking for that, oh, like, Abrams is setting things up. Yeah. He's putting his dominoes up, and we're going to watch them fall. For all I know, the rest of this show, it's just going to be very <laughs> fast, thrown-off dialogue... You know, in the style of uh, the Lady Eve or Sullivan's Travels or something like that. Just yeah. Very witty. And I would be delighted. I was hoping like, when she goes to meet with CIA man. Uh, I forget the character's name. Vaughn, the, the young guy? Yeah. Yeah. And maybe she just slips on a banana peel. And like, whoa. Like all the, the stuff in the convenience store goes flying. She's had enough uh, trouble in her life in the recent episodes. That's I true. I don't need to see that. Uh, but it was confirmed. What does Bradley Cooper do? News journalist, like it was just. I knew it. I was like, "Ha!" You called it. I was, uh, I was relieved, <laughs> relieved, relieved. What? A little mad at myself for not. Uh, I, I want to say I, I missed the signals. It could have been clearly stated in the pilot episode. And I, it, just, I don't. I don't think it was. It right. was just he looked as if it was like the. There's phones ringing. If you've ever. For TV's version of a newspaper mm-hmm. um, office, it's just phone ring, phones ringing nonstop. It's like phones going. I, I honestly, when I first started working in an office, I was like, yeah, not a lot of phones ringing. I just thought it would, they would just be like on loop somewhere. Like someone is always calling. You know why? Why? Because you started working in an office after phones were a thing. Ah, you mean after phones were a thing? Yeah. Like everybody after, after... After they stopped being a thing. That, everybody uh, like after 1887? Yeah, after, after World War One. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think they probably were. I mean, I started working in an office when email was much more of a thing than it was. Sure. So, yeah. That's, I think that, that's I think another that's way of it. stating it. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Bradley Cooper, he's, he's known Sydney for three years, he says. Right. We got um, that. He does, we still don't know how they met. I'm assuming... Yeah, there's no indication how they met. I was assuming maybe college. He can't be that much older than she is. Bradley right. Cooper's 26 when this episode is filmed. In real life? Yes. The actor? Okay, yeah. but not so, the character. Will? Oh, he could be. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. He, he, yeah, let's say he's 26. That's fine. Uh, when the intern or what have you comes up to flirt with him, he's like, God damn it. You're too young. You're too young. You're 19. I'm 20. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Get out of here. This I'll is have disgusting. none of it. And, uh, People will scoff at us. And this, May, know. December, they'll shout as we walk <laughs> down the office. May, December. And... Like I thought the first time, you know, like Bradley Cooper, I think just because of the hangover, I have this association with him as this, uh, this kind of uh, sleazy, wretched, just uh, debauched. And, and right. between this and some other things that I've happened to see. Probably it, Wedding Crashers. That's the first time a lot of people saw him as like the douchey um, fiance. Okay. Like really, do- yeah, yeah, like he's like, oh, he's a douchey fiance. I saw that movie. I saw him in it. I don't remember him in it. It's pretty great. He's, he, does the, he, he does the douchey like that's the thing uh, yeah. him and um, Adam Scott right Adam Scott was in uh, what's that movie with Will Ferrell Step Brothers right and he plays like the douchey brother mm-hmm. like the asshole brother and he played it so well that when you see him as another character as his it character took me in Parks a long time to stop thinking of Adam Scott as being I had to like it was all a party down two seasons of Parks and Recreation and the U2 podcast with, yeah. with Scott Ackerman before I could stop thinking of him as being the smarmy jerk. Yeah. Yeah. It's good, a, that's some good acting. He's a very good actor. So, yeah. So, Bradley Cooper had that down, too. So, yeah. This... I, I like his character. Yeah. Well, I just like that he's uh, he's 26, maybe, probably yeah. younger, and he won't date a 20-year-old, 
which uh, makes him a more noble person <laughs> than you or I or any other man we know. 2001 was uh, were some strange times. It was very the different early, time. Yeah, it was different Coming off time. the Clinton years. Yeah, people still had this idea. That, that intern probably got paid. Yeah. That, can you think, she made $28,000 a year. She went home to a nice two-bedroom apartment. Yeah. Yeah, in a nice neighborhood. Not really nice. Probably street parking, but you'd never need it anyway because she had a spot. Just that you could visit and you'd be like, wow, so yeah. you're doing intern. You, you did all right. Now she's paying them to work there yeah. because she's still an intern 14 years later. Yeah, now she's doing... No, no they just make you like the social media manager. <laughs> so here's $19,000. Good luck tweeting until like 12 at night. Uh, we're jaded. Yeah, we are jaded. But anyway, so... We confirm that he does work in journalism. Uh, I think that's going to come. Oh, he confronts her, right? He confronts. They go to dinner Sydney with her and, and her like, friend Francie and Francie's fiance. Who has just been. Uh, you just give, got a promotion. Right. Promotion she, or a new job? It was an offer. You're right. Okay. It was a new job. And, uh, and then their other friend who is uh, unattached, I yeah. guess, her lonely friend. They, they, we cut to them at dinner. And uh, Francie, she's like, I think. That this woman I met was a racist. And then Francie's like, yeah, people are really rude to waiters. It's like, don't oh, take her, right. her racist experience away because uh, it's like, well, she could just be rude to all waiters. Oh, you don't I, have I to didn't, make it about you don't have to make it a black thing. Francie. I didn't even catch that. Yeah. Good Lord. That's some ugly, ugly stuff. That, from, she, that uh, was just. Yeah. And that's not J.J. Abrams. That's uh, he's writing the point of view of a privileged character. Who hasn't unpacked her invisible knapsack? Yeah, that was, uh, you know, that was like all customers matter when they're trying to say, no, no, black customers matter. So, I mean, if, it's, <laughs> if it's all customers, I mean, it's everybody, right? You don't just want to, uh, it could be everyone needs to be treated like, shut up. You're privileged, right? You're privileged. Maybe they're just rude. And then we cut to Moscow. Moscow. Yeah, which is the first dashiki. title card. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Marcus in his dashiki, yeah. which seems. Completely unnecessary for what they're, is- they're calling me out on my ignorance of Africa because he's supposed to be Sudan- Sud- Sudanese, right? Yeah. And like, that bodyguard is not tolerating that shit whatsoever. I think he's just like Sudanese, huh? I well, don't know if you'd wear that that color dashiki. I like that this this is to me what dates the show the most is uh, while they're having the conversation. He's like, oh, "This is fun. I'm enjoying myself." And then one of the Russian guys says. The problem with Sudan is there is no place for fun. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I guess it was a couple of years before Darfur. I feel he says that, like, I feel whoever, like that bodyguard, just gives him a flashcard. And like, this is where the guy is from. He's from, uh, I don't know. He could be from Croatia. Just go with it and just josh with them. So he's like, you know, the problem with Croatia, there's no place for fun. Like, look at the club full of women. This is 2000s era Russia. It's just loud music. Men in suits, blonde women in heels. Why is it that uh, you cannot show a hotel in Russia without there being a scene in like a steamy pool with no windows? You know what this is reminded me a lot of? Goldeneye? It, Goldeneye it reminded me of the first uh, Hitman video game. Oh, There's right. a mission, I think it takes place in Russia, where you have to like, assassinate some guy in a pool and kill some other guy in a shower. Oh, that's yeah. a lot like Goldeneye. It, is it? Yeah, there's... Uh, oh, there's like a... There's a whole scene with uh, Zinya on a top. She tries the, to kill him in the steam room, right? In the steam room. And yep. then well, it's, it's after he, he does a few laps in a little pool. 
You should <laughs> kind of thing that, that, that that's there's plenty of in Moscow, I'm sure. This should be. I think they could, you could equally do a, like as we watch the show and we see more uh, episodes and more locations. There could mm-hmm. be like Alias Clue as well as like James Bond Clue, where it's like different villains with Xena Anatop and her thighs in the uh, clean room uh-huh. and a missile. I don't know. Like you can mix and match. It doesn't have to just be a swimming pool or a steam room. So, okay. So I'm saying like a clue game where right. it's just these characters. I just got that right now. You got it now? All yeah. right. You're following? It took me about 45 yeah. seconds, but I finally Not, got it. You see, you're thinking of the movie Clue with Tim Curry. I want right. you to back way, 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 go way back to when it was just a, a board game, a physical thing in a box that mm-hmm. you would take out. And there you know, were cards. And truth be told, I've never played Clue. It's Wait. what the British call Cluedo. Is it, they call it Cluedo? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. There's probably something else called Clue, and they said, well, Cluedo. we can't market Clue. It's Clue already exists. We're going to make that movie, so let's call it Cluedo. Are they call it Tiddlywinks, Tiddlywinkities. Um, I bet you they do. That's They just add, they yeah, add they, like, cute, cutesy things to everything. Brecky. They definitely do. Yeah, They're, it's annoying. Yeah. Life they, isn't uh, fun. They do it to whitewash uh, over their past of uh, imperialist genocide. Um, so in Moscow, first thing we see is... Uh, Sydney as a hotel maid in a blonde wig mm. before she murders some folks. That was uh, I like that wig better than most of the wigs we've seen so far. I it's her second al- or no, it's her third alias altogether. Are you keeping an alias count? I'm trying. You, but, yeah, I think you have to. It gets fuzzy because. Oh yeah. All right, is the maid is that an alias distinct from the escort in the blue latex dress? I believe so. Okay. That is that is she goes from one alias to the other. But also, we are, you know, coming up on the title here that mm-hmm. her alias as Sydney Barstow, SD6 agent, is different from her alias as Sydney Barstow, CIA Bris- agent. Bristow. Bristow. Barstow? Bristow? Bristow. Barstow is a, a town in California. Barstow County Jr. Starring... <laughs> yeah, uh, Bruce uh, Campbell. There you go. Um, no. Bars Campbell. Bars <laughs> Campbell County. Right. So, I think you're... I'm, I'm all for keeping a... A matrix spreadsheet of these <laughs> aliases. So I think you should keep because there's definitely. I hope there's going to be times where she has to play the CIA more than she has to play a SD6. There's going to be. I am assuming there's going to be. I think her loyalties are going to be divided. They're going to be hella divided. They're they're going to be tested. They're going to be divided. She's going to say, I don't know who to trust. Yeah. I think there are SD6 people in the CIA. There has to be. I'm calling it now. I mean, to, to have gotten as far. Or maybe they just recruit people that have no idea that they're, as a CIA agent, you're supposed to be back at Langley. Or you're supposed to go to Langley. But anyway, I digress back to the, to the other episode. But back to uh, Moscow. But there, what is it? There's a, there's a briefcase full of uh, no money. We get to see our Chekhov's gadget of the week that, that gets used. Well, it's not Chekhov's gadget because it gets used. Oh, the, uh, yeah. the knockouts. Uh, Knockout, what is that? It's like a little plastic dot. He ex- he doesn't he, he goes he's like worse than any exposition character because he doesn't explain anything. He's like I tried it on myself and I passed out and I hit my head and it's like wait what does it do? I think they have him to kind of muddy the fact that they can't really explain any of these gadgets. God, that's good. If like you think like whoa 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 if there was one guy that was like oh hold on wait you just touch it and you knock out like so how how, how, is yeah, it how do you how so if I hold if I hold on to it. Because like I just fall asleep and I clutch it, will that be an overdose? Will that kill somebody? That's, yeah, there's like lots of things that you want to ask your dwarf hands. Q, 
But because he just mumbles and they're like, okay, okay. We <laughs> we're going to stress him out. Yeah, they're like, oh, we got him. it. Yeah. yeah. That's his, that, I think that's his strategy. If that's, he turns out to be the, like, if he turns out to be Sydney's dad's handler from the CIA, I'd be like, yeah, that's how you do it. I love that there's a, a model of poor storytelling that works by accommodating the uptight neuroses of, the, the educated middle class where they're like, <laughs> I don't want to ask this guy too much because he's having a rough enough. He has enough troubles. Right. So he's going to poorly explain it and I'm just going to, I'll figure it out. It's fine. The and, ADA diversity hire of SD6 <laughs> is just like, all right, he's, he's doing a good job. But it works for everyone in the room. And then right. it works for me as a viewer because I'm like, just don't make him explain it because I'm going to get stressed out. I feel and I'm going to feel guilty. Yeah. You feel like and, more so than you feel about Sydney getting killed or getting exposed. You're like, oh, he's going to get fired. And then, <laughs> he and can't get another job he's gonna fire. be delivering pizzas yeah they're gonna maybe like bump him down to elevator gunman and then <laughs> they wouldn't let that guy handle a gun <laughs> they would need a special gun to accommodate his little fingers he would just pass out from holding it oh because right, it's we, so heavy yeah wait we've har- we've harped on him enough well, it's gonna be really embarrassing when he's uh the only person who will agree to come on the podcast yeah. <laughs> when we get that when we get that tweet like i'll come on the show i'll, I'll bring the glove that i used to handle the uh knockout uh, substance. What is it? Is it like a, a putty? I don't even know what it is. A gel? <laughs> I bet it's a gel. Sydney switches very quickly from being a Russian maid to a, an escort type. Right. Which I bet is very common in Moscow. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then... Uh, yeah, this, it's the same service. You call... <laughs> like, yeah. It, and it, it, some, for some reason, the escort costs even less than the maid. Yeah. It's, a, it's a really dark economy over it there. Is. Let's not focus on it's, it too Let's not focus on 1990 to 2001 uh, to, to, to Moscow. 15 to question mark. Um, again, very weird fight choreography and editing. It looked better. It was, it was better. better. It was markedly better. Uh, it was better, but also I think that my, my standards are lower. Uh, I don't, like, why did she, she walks over to a random guy and what she do? Like, she punches him in the neck? No, it does, wait, when she's dressed up as the escort? Or? Yeah, it's after the, it's after she spills her drink on uh, the, the Russian guy. Mm-hmm. And then she kind of like goes back and she decides to start a scene and she just like picks a random guy and just like socks someone. Pun- yeah, just punches him. I want to say she punches him in the neck because right. that would make me so happy. Like there's, <laughs> there's no way it was that. And then it's bedlam. Yeah. And then you got that's their, you know, their MO is like we get what we need and then we cause some type of bedlam and then that's how we escape. Marcus and her. Then again, very quickly, Los Angeles title card. I'm sure that the inverted letter is, I'm sure it has some significance that if you were to track the, what's the inverted letter in Moscow? What's the, oh, we could follow it at home. I have no interest in doing that. Are we going to get our, use our decoder rings that came with our Ovaltine to figure this out? (laughs) I I have. Stay tuned, alias folks. I have absolutely no interest in doing that. It's uh, (laughs) it's just going to be a a lot of work. I'm going to lose my notes. I mean, if you look at the internet, you're not alone. I don't think anyone has ever done that. Oh, I... I think you're dead wrong, sir. You think people have put things together? I mean, that seems like a Lost type uh, endeavor. Like fans of Lost are like, "What does this mean? Who, who do you think uh, watched this show? Uh, Alias? Yeah. Who watched Alias? It was uh, Lost fans before they were Lost fans. They you were think waiting so? for Lost. And then and Alias is what they got. And Alias is what they got, and they were thrilled. And uh, I can't be bothered. I'm just going to enjoy the. Uh, the, the does, wigs. Does that really make sense, work. though, what you're saying? Because it's like saying, like, it's a bunch of people just dying for uh, a new hope. 
Yeah. Oh, they got physical. They got uh, what is it? American Graffiti, and they're like, yeah, yeah. I, I feel what's coming next. I really want Space Band on Odyssey. the Run, and I can't get Band on the Run, so I'll take the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> that makes total sense. It's the story of my life. That's probably the most beautiful thing I've ever heard. Yeah, I'll settle for uh, you know the long and winding row, but what I really want is uh, Jet. I mean, hell yes, I would take. <laughs> I sat through so much of that modeling crap from Paul McCartney for those 10, 12 years he was with the Beatles. I count Humbert. And uh, yeah, what I wanted is I wanted Jet. You got it. I did. Yeah, just like uh, all these... uh, I got Jet and I got Admiral Halsey and Uncle Albert. All of these Alias fans, they got... uh, Eventually they got lost. Yeah, I think we should leave it up to the internet to connect uh, Paul McCartney songs to episode... Paul McCartney, Jet Wings... Solo years to seasons of Lost or episodes of Lost. Oh, I can do that. <laughs> okay. That'll, that'll be the next podcast. All right. So how do we get from... All right, so I guess Los Angeles, she's being debriefed. Oh, oh let's, because, let's, let's make fun. We have to make fun of the technology that we're fighting over. Like these... The zip disks? The, no, there were those were three and a half floppies, my friend. They really? even say that. Well, I know like, he says it's three and a half, but yeah. then like when you look at them, they look like zip disks. Uh, those look like floppy disks. Okay. Like, if you, look, you know if you look at the back of a floppy disk, mm-hmm. you can see the, 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 the circular... Yeah. I'm making the gesture with my fingers. I'm not just... Uh, you're not just like, it's yeah. okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's what yeah. it looks like. I am making the, the shape of the... This, what it's would you call cylinder. it, the spindle? What is that? It's like the memory, I'm assuming? I don't know. No, that's, it's what mounts on the drive. Okay. And then the... Have you ever opened the floppy? I have not. It's, uh, it's just a magnetic disc. This could easily be the plot of the next episode. It's like Where we have to try- open these floppy discs. trying to figure out what's, yeah. what's in this floppy. <laughs> well, yeah. they, it seems like they copy them with enough time. They're going to they're gonna erase all their, their Wolfenstein and Duke Nukem demos. <laughs> exactly. This is terrible. Exactly. Uh, Sydney drops off in the airport, does the mm-hmm. handoff. CIA makes the copies, so she gets the original. She gives them to her SD6, right. as you normally would. And the CIA fun. has to agree to let her go on the SD6 mission so they don't blow her cover, right? basically. Right. It's there during with the Cold War, some nukes got... Uh, it, it was the Doomsday 6 mission. The Doom- Do- Doomsday 6 protocol. They really like these kind of doo-wop band type so-and-so and a, and a number. Yeah, because like, it's awesome. The Allegiance 12, the Doomsday 6. It's great. Why wouldn't they? I forgot. I already forgot the name. What was it? The Elegant Seven? I'm just going to throw out <laughs> adjectives and numbers until I land on it. The Elegant Seven? Yeah. Who were the, what I, wish we, I wish we knew five other people that would agree to do this with <laughs> us so we could start an Elegant Seven. Elegant podcast. Seven? I also wish that uh, our incomes were enough to let us afford five more microphones. Yeah, and, and the smoking jackets that would be required to consider yourself part of the Elegant Seven. Yeah, we don't provide those. No. We'll let you know where to go- buy them. We'll let you make an appointment with our tailor and our monogrammer. We'll, right do, our, we'll do our best not to uh, make snide remarks about your cheap smoking <laughs> jacket. You know, we're, we're the elegant seven. We're not the, the inelegant seven. Yeah, we're not... Uh, Ungentlemanly seven. The, the crude. The crude. <laughs> we're the crude, too. Yeah, we're the crude. I, I would like to consider us two against nurture. Ooh. Yeah. Like that. I love it. Uh, so the Virginia title card, mm-hmm. she is on the mission to Virginia. There's a guy that she's supposed to meet. Does she know it's a grave? She doesn't know it's a grave. So that she, was a big like, oh. She goes to the address. There's no house there. It's a graveyard. It's a graveyard. No. What and, do I do? That'd be great if she just went home and she was just like, yeah. She's just kind of young. She's too young to be a spy. <laughs> she just was like, nope. 
No one here. Bye. And uh, but what does she do? She finds this uh, this guy's grave. She whips that little blazer off, and she starts. I digging. love the uh, all the grass is dead, like at that gravestone, which I couldn't yeah. figure out. I'm like, oh, it's I guess it's leaking. Oh, I didn't even think about that. It's the radiation right. from... Uh, oh, that totally... I, gu- I guess it has to be background radiation. Like, it, no one else is picking that up. Well, I mean, it's obviously not affecting the dead. You know what You know what we're picking up in the background? Oh, we're picking... Is that a wonderful siren yeah, here in this New York City? Yeah, we are in... Uh, we, anybody listening, we're in New York City. We're coming at you live from the Avenue of Abandon. That's 8th Avenue in between Port Authority yeah. at 40th Street and Penn Station at uh, 34th Street. And you think that after Giuliani and Bloomberg, New York's fine. It's not. It's full of crime. It's full of murder. Infrastructure's falling apart. There is so much Shakespeare happening out there. If uh, ever you, so good. If ever you're a pining for the good old days of New York... It's here. Yeah. So uh, Okay, so yes, we noticed that the gravestone has... like it is, I love that it's in the shape of a coffin, too. Right. Like, radiation just follows those formats. You put it into a bomb, it's like... All it doesn't go it. in all directions. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, maybe the coffin is, uh, is lead. lead. Yeah, yeah, it should be. I uh, hope so. It looked wood, though. That's that's that's. Like it <laughs> maybe be, it is lead, and then they open it up, and it's like obviously a wood coffin. It could be a uh, veneers. It could be wooden veneers on a lead coffin. And it could have just been like that's a what plane. I want to be buried in, by the way. <laughs> so okay, let's, let's. She finds a bomb in the coffin, and all I can think is, oh my god, Sydney Bristow's going to die. She's going to die. And the show is going to be over. What's going to happen What's on the show yeah. after a nuclear bomb blows up? Just blows Virginia. Virginia. Yeah. Which how, how big is Virginia? Could one bomb take it all out? Well, we've bro- we've broken it into regular and west, so who knows? Oh, oh God! Would it leak? Will West Virginia be safe from regular Virginia's crisis? I hope not. I've driven through <laughs> West Virginia on my way from my home to Dayton, Ohio, <laughs> to New York. It's about thirty seconds. You drive through a tunnel. It's not very nice. Okay, so you're on uh, you're on the edge of your seat, thinking what's going to happen. And uh, she diffuses it. It's fine. Yeah, like nothing. Yeah. Well, not like nothing. She calls uh, her uh, her dwarf friend. Yeah. Oh, can you put just more pressure on someone who was just never meant to have pressure? <laughs> you could. You might as well just have called me and asked me to defuse a bomb. I've just been like, oh, okay. Um, cut the bluish whitish wire. But he came through. Yeah. So I, I think that we owe him an apology. I think they should have had, okay he, he did have the manual what more what more could you have wanted at least the manual for that uh, weapon was on hand cuz it it armed as soon as she opened the casket did it not or as soon as she like touched it it started counting down so that means she had to have called he had to have like been able to put down his rubber gloves mm-hmm. and whatever the hell he was working what on was, what was he up to that's right. Those rubber gloves. I, well, he remember he had those rubber he, gloves. For was the, he uh, unclogging a toilet? Yeah. <laughs> Does he have to do that at SD six? He's also the janitor. Oh, oh. Yeah. He's, he's better at being a janitor than he is at being their Q. I really but doubt that. He's pretty good at being their Q. I really doubt he'd be a better janitor. <laughs> he he just, has a poor attention to detail. Well, you'd have to like you know you go in to clear a clog. <laughs> you you got to like be forceful with it. He'd probably just give like a, a ginger. Uh, kind of twirling of the snake snake handle and he'd be like oh, I can't do anything you is he just... a snake handler also? Well, you just handle for the covered in bites? Like a, like a Pentecostal? I, I gotta say I'm throwing a lot of plumbing uh, terms and I'm expecting to hear more <laughs> from you in terms of recognition of a toilet snake yeah um, the bomb is defu- why, why does he have those plans? is it because Doomsday 6 was an SD6 initiative? I why do you ha- why does he have the bomb defusal plans? Right. I'm saying because they're like okay, we know that you're going after a nuclear weapon of Russian origin from uh-huh. this time period. So there's like two of these 
Yeah. Does just, it have? Does it have the serial number start with a K or a backwards R? Because it's Russian. Yeah. Okay. Like that weird like C and an H together at last. Um, <laughs> no, I don't know. Like I'm just saying, he probably had the manual on hand ready to go, and that's why when she called with like 11 minutes uh, worth C of and countdown H time together at last. You know that Russian not separated letter? by the four letters <laughs> between them. They want to be together oh. so bad. It's what we've chosen for them. Anyway. And, and then we cut to Cairo, yeah. which, uh, uh, again, has a title card, but it has an establishing shot, which none of the other locations have had so far. Right. Which uh, we, we really gave that pilot a hard time for its lousy, possibly incorrect establishing shots. Oh, I'm going to assume they're incorrect, but I mean... Yeah. But this time, it's, it's Cairo, so it has pyramids. That's easily done. But how hard is it to, uh, to get an establishing shot of Los Angeles? You got the Hollywood there was sign. Some. Well, they don't. Yeah, I like skaters on Venice Beach. I like that they don't give you. They don't spoon feed you the Hollywood or the LA that you want to see. That's it's true. Like here's some b- buildings in downtown. He might be in Culver City. It's an office job. You know, yeah. it's like the LA of heat. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, I missed the LA of heat. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah. <laughs> Two years after it had burned to the ground, and uh, Virginia. No, oh, no Virginia so title card. We should mention that. Cairo is significant because she spoke of the man from Cairo, the person who they sold the nuke to uh, before. We saw like an interstitial where she was with uh, oh, Marcus. Oh, right, right, right. That's right. Like, I have a new gun to show you. Man, the gun doesn't work. And and you, what, you blame the messenger. What a son of a bitch. Every villain just I've ever not... seen just blames the damn messenger. I've worked for... Kills the messenger. For company and people that are... Undeniably evil, just doing bad things in the world. And uh, every time from middle management up to top brass, they're lovely, they're professional, they are gracious to their underlings. Right. This idea of uh, villainy where they're just so callous and cavalier and they'll just, you know, how long did you have to know this guy for him to get this yeah, far? to trust them. Yeah. And then it's like, well, the gun jammed, so I'm going to shoot him for... It's not his fault. Yeah. It's, uh... It's R&D. Go find out who's an <laughs> R&D who's just, like, playing Snake on their Nokia phone, which is era-appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Yeah. And uh, go kill that guy, because he dropped the ball. The uh, pilot was aired commercial-free. Really? With uh, commercials at the beginning and end from Nokia. Oh, yeah. wow. I tied it in. Well done. Yeah. You, uh, you, you know, that's how you know that these, uh, these people are good at their jobs. Yeah. Because you made that connection on watching it on Netflix 15 years later that their insidious Madison Avenue uh, voodoo still works. It transcends time. It transcends medium. That's beautiful. Yeah. No, yeah. They're, they're good at their jobs. So we cut to uh, Alias. She's in, I don't know, a pyramid. <laughs> Can we just refer to her as Alias? I'm going to do it. Yeah. And it's what we've been waiting to do. So Alias is wearing a wig today. <laughs> Episode 7. <laughs> <laughs> Alias has pissed at her dad. Doesn't like him anymore. Say it's spoilers. Oh, I, sorry. I haven't made it. Oh, I haven't gone to 7. All right. Uh, so she's in a, I, I don't want to call it a burqa. I'm not sure if, if this is a burqa that she's wearing. It might be a full body burqa. I'm sure. I'm assuming they have those. I I I, uh, I used to know the distinction between, between the hijab and the burqa and right. the others. I don't know it anymore. I think a burqa. Well, we well, okay. Well, before we argue what what's what, we mm-hmm. could also argue that we don't quite. We it, it's not clear to us whether she's in a one piece or right. a piece that's like a full body part and then a hood covering. Here's what I want to know. Yeah. How come I'm going to just call it a burqa uh, for the sake of a good convenience? Yeah. I apologize. 
for the Confusion. lack of sens- right. sensitivity because I could keep going back and forth and just call it a, a full body garment that seems to be of a particular Middle Eastern origin and design, but that's going to be tedious. Right. Let's call it a burqa. Uh, why didn't they uh, show alias in the burqa in the commercials? In the commercials. <laughs> why, 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 why is it always her in a little blue dress? Why don't you show me her in, in a, a red person? wig? Uh, yeah. yeah. It could be hers, the Burke Ninja in a pyramid. I, uh, yeah, I think people would be confused. Like, I thought the show was about a ninja. I they probably also, focus grouped that, and people were like, "I'm not. What is she wearing? Is she a ninja?" That was probably what they said. Is she a ninja? Also, it's nine twelve. Yeah, I don't want to see this right now. Right, because feelings are fresh. So she comes in there. She murders a whole bunch of folks, and uh, she pulls the core out of the atomic bomb. Right, which is. I don't know. What is that? Plutonium? It's pl- I would I, imagine it's plutonium. I, I know it's plutonium, but is it just is that just plutonium in a thing? I would imagine that like you're exposing yourself once you I feel like that part that she's holding yeah. is probably gonna like episode Is like, that Burka lead line? Season five is it's pancreatic cancer. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. It is terrible. Don't well, expose yourself to radioactive material. Yeah. But Leadline burka. That's all I can think. Leadline burka. Yeah. I, well, uh, yeah, maybe. Well, I don't know. Do we know much? How many, by this point, and I say we, in uh, spy consumerist culture, uh-huh. who have seen spy movies since the outset of the Cold War, or at least as far as we can remember, uh, how many times have we seen bombs disabled? Now, uh, a thousand times? I thought, right. Okay. And like, how many times have we seen people around a nuclear weapon that's armed? And I'm my mind is going back to... The John Lithgow vehicle from the 80s. Do you remember it? Where the kid builds a nuclear bomb as like a joke? Um, Twilight Zone. It's not Twilight Zone. It's an 80s uh, movie. It, it, has like a, it has a war. <laughs> yes. My name is George Henn. Then uh, flash to a mushroom cloud. You're just naming John Lithgow films. Yeah. Which I mean, I guess that's kind of what I gave you to go on. Yeah. But it's like, is it my science project? Or oh, yes. Yeah. The kid builds a mm-hmm. nuclear bomb. Right. Yeah, and hey, like, wait, is that my science project? I don't remember the name. I just know that he, John Lithgow, is the principal actor. I don't remember the teenager. Footloose. Yes. Okay. You don't dance in this town because we need them bombs built. You're building bombs. You got to have <laughs> steady feet and quiet legs. What a bastard! Yeah, he's got it all wrong. Yeah. No bombs, more dancing. America was a really weird, <laughs> fucked up place during the Cold War eighties. No dancing, you kids. You better go learn how to build them nuclear bombs. It's fucked up now, but like back then we had the honesty to portray it in media. You think we did? Well, Footloose exists. No, no dancing, more bombs? What are we talking about? I think I may have added... <laughs> that might not have been the official tagline. I, I've never seen it. But neither have I. <laughs> okay. The song came out uh, around the year I was born. I believe Katie Loggins? Yes. Yeah. And it was a hit, and I fucking hate that song. It is just the most annoying song to me. So, anyway... That's our 80s tangent for the day. <laughs> and the, uh, the episode right, so, ends with uh, a gun to her head. Let's see if this one fires, huh, How folks? is she going to get out of this? Is Alias going to die? Is the show going to be over? Does the next episode open with, uh, with her dead in a burqa Just on the floor shot, of a pyramid? Yeah. I don't know. But the, I'm, I'm so excited to find out. Does he shoot her and then the plutonium core like just like do a one bounce and then right, land right back into the uh, bomb like perfectly? Like, oh, boop. That would be convenient, but I bet not. And then it's Dwarf Hand's time to shine. I'm just <laughs> Is wait- the show about him? I'm waiting until they put him in the field. Like, and it's going to be just amazing. <laughs> like, no, it's going to happen. It's going to happen, yeah. and he's going to be great. 
Like he's gonna he's gonna invent it. It's gonna be like a nutty professor type situation. He's gonna invent some drug or something that makes him like a competent spy, and he has to go out in the field. I feel like we're describing a movie that just has recently come out or has come out in the past five years. Skyfall. I, I feel like they <laughs> yes. I feel like they did the Nutty Professor meets Spy movie before. But oh I, well, there's uh, there's Johnny English. Right, right. Which I don't know. I've never spy seen. Spy Hard. <laughs> Leslie Nielsen Spy Hard. Yeah, yeah. Well, All there's there's been spoofs of the spy genre. Um, there have, by my reckoning, there have been more spoofs of the spy genre than there have actually been spy movies. Probably. Yeah, I think that's how it works. I love this episode. It was better than the first one. It was so much better. Right. It was it was tighter. It was more action. It's just it's forward movement, even when it's bad, which it is at times. It's yeah. fun and it has texture and character. And uh, there were certain parts that were kind of slow. I feel like there were some in between spy and scenes, or just some talking that are just characters like oh, I don't know about this. Well, there's like the it's it's too late to go back to it now, but right. the uh, you know at dinner when. Uh, we can go back to it. Let's All right. catch up on the things that we may have forgotten. Like, right. I think we skipped over the scene. Bradley Cooper tells her about the plane ticket to Singapore. Right. Or he's just like, um, you just, you, I can't let this go. Like, right. I'm not gonna, you're not going to, like, take my sister's stuff and say, trust me. And it, it, That's which is a, a completely sane thing to do. Yeah. Like, but, to be like, hey. over well, so quickly. Yeah, what the hell happened? Like, I can't just forget that. You did the sort of thing a crazy person does. Exactly. You're a bad friend. You demanded money and have want no questions asked. Yeah. You're just like the worst relative you can possibly imagine. Yeah, and uh, and now we're just sort of having to watch him obviously pine over her. Right. Wow. She turn turn down those grossly young twenty year old interns who just want to go out. Like just want to have dinner. Yeah. Like just dinner. You could you could have just why why did you assume Mr. Cooper or Mr. Will that. The character. His, his name is... You know the name, right? I have to go through my notes. I like how you're fumbling like it's... Well, no, you actually are fumbling. Uh, I, 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 it, I, it was pantomime. Uh, his <laughs> name is Will Tippin. Will Tippin. Yeah. He would, she could have just wanted... You know, she probably sensed you were on edge over the whole sister thing, having your sister's credit card given over. Just go out and have a nice time. Why is it all got to be about everyone wants to date you, Will yeah. Tippin? There's a Tippin. Relax and let... People go out and have nice dinners with you on friendly basis. You don't got to get your tip in. Yes. Can we think of any more? Um, the tip is in. That was be the nicer. Same, that yeah, was the I same know. thing. I it tried. was. You're right. right. You got the best one. You've won. That was a it was a zero sum game. Podcast is over. Over. Well, uh, I feel like we glossed over. Did we? Um, yeah, we glossed over the fact that she gets now that she knows that. Uh, someone bought like a Cairo ticket that someone who yeah who bought the ticket so the she Singapore goes ticket. Singapore ticket yeah. sorry Singapore ticket so she goes back to her father and mm-hmm. is like hey do you know about this so it looks like the this I wouldn't even say burned this bridge that never existed is uh, kind of being rebuilt yeah. between uh, two people they're yeah. building back the he's, trust uh, he's garnered sympathy yeah garnered sympathy Gar- mm. yeah um, I don't know about that I don't not, know how many I'm not touching it yeah I said it, and I regretted it immediately. And he, that's he that's wants fun. to be the victor in their relationship. God damn, that's you, good. You just have shitty puns, every actors and characters' names. Yeah, yeah, that's what we're here for, right? Yeah, that's what people want to hear. Yeah, I uh, had a great time watching this. I'm very much looking forward to watching the uh, the next one, seeing what these what these folks get up to. Will Sydney make it? 
I, 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 I know, but I'm not going to. I'm not oh. even going to give a, a lick. Oh, you're killing of, me. Of an inclination of Fuck. what happens. Jesus. Oh, you're killing me. I cannot wait. She could just take out the flute and play the alias tune and uh, written by J.J. Abrams. Yep. <laughs> and Q, and Q hands comes a running and yeah. saves the day. That could be what happens. And I don't know. People uh, seem to hate the show after season three. So maybe shit like that does start to happen. I can't wait. Uh, yeah. Uh, Maybe they just refer to her as alias. <laughs> they, they, they just succumb to it. Yeah. They're like, all right, here's what everybody thinks the show is. It opens with her in a Ronald McDonald wig. <laughs> her name is alias. Bradley Cooper's doing push-ups. Yep. Okay. All right. So uh, I guess if you have any questions, comments, queries, uh, we are on Twitter at Final Frontiers. And uh, you can always, if you have something more long form, email us. Final Ooh, Frontiers, form. yeah. Final Frontiers Pod at gmail dot com. Some uh, some bastard snuck in, took Final Frontiers at gmail dot com. So don't email that guy or girl. Yeah. All right. So that's it for this week. If you have any um, thoughts, questions, queries, observations, uh, you can send them to us on Twitter at Final Frontiers. Or if it's more long form, if you have, if you have something intimate. Something private, uh, you can send us an email, finalfrontierspod at gmail.com. Yeah, I might flirt with getting a P.O. box. Just for, that would be fun. Like, if you want to just write a letter with like fan art of Alias, yeah. that'd be great. Or of us. Yeah. You don't know what we look like, but the most basic just, research could let you know. Or just use your imagination. And oh, I love that. Don't, don't no. let it be kind. Don't, well, don't make me fat. But, <laughs> but you don't have, no, not kids' gloves. Not, yeah, no kids' gloves. Yeah, I think n- none of us are overweight. If that matters, no, not medically anyway. No, so just take. Yeah, I would like this. If you want to draw what we look like, draw your favorite scene from an episode of Alias <laughs> and send it to us. Yeah. We'll like take a picture of it and put it up on the Twitter. Let's get the fans more yeah. involved. We haven't. We're, it's only episode two technically. Yeah, um, but let's get the fans involved. So far, we're being very standoffish. We're here in our... We're being standoffish yeah, in we're, our we're, ivory tower. We're in our tower. Yeah. We're recording at the, the base of the Empire State Building. Yep. It's, uh, we're, For all we're, you know. We're very distant. We're yeah. very... Uh, just not very nice. And we need, to, <laughs> we need to change that. We'll work on being nicer to you folks. Yeah. Um, so next time... Next uh, time? Uh, do you know the name of episode three? I, I, I have no idea. I forget it. It's like uh, Serenity. Not Serenity. It's Serenity. Like Sorority. I don't know the Sority? name. I've just said some horrible things that aren't true, people listening to this podcast. So we'll look it up, and then we'll tell you what the title is. Right. When we're announcing the title at the beginning of episode three. The best time to do it. The only time to do it, yeah. really. Okay. All Thanks right. for listening. Thank you. Uh, this is Matthew. This is Mitchell. All right. We'll see you next time. Bye.